Oh, may we get back to get back to the Bible. I always thought, wasn't that a good title for Theodore Epps broadcast years ago? Back to the Bible broadcast. Let's get back to the Bible. Amen. I just thought about that though. I said, if that's the case, then what? Then the, the people in China don't have a brother and sister. How, how would you like to be without a brother and a sister? Are you following with what I'm saying? If you only have one child, they probably take you off to the community daycare. And from there, because your parents are working like crazy, then they so it's all it's all all week long daycare probably over there. You wonder why Pastor Harvey's against daycare. I'm going to stay against daycare. The first thing I heard about daycare, I said, that's the craziest thing I, I could ever imagine. Do you know when we came here 15 years ago, there were very few daycares. The other time I called, I checked it, and there were 50 listed, 50 daycares in this town. And I think there's over 100 now. 100 daycares! We need some mothers! To stay at home and take care of their babies and get out of the workforce where all these vulturous men will not be there to try to split up their home. Someone gave statistics this week, and I don't know who it was, maybe Brother Jenkins or someone else, at the percentage that meet some man at work or vice versa and their homes are destroyed. It was a big percentage of the, the whole uh, romance affair starts at work. And then you wonder why I say we ought to uh, preach on the home and stay at home. Your children deserve a stay-at-home mother. That's what mother means. Amen? Nurse your baby. Amen? Even the doctors say you ought to nurse your babies, ladies. You teenage girls, if you get married, you ought to nurse your babies. Hello? Because they need a nurse. They don't need a daycare and a bottle stuck in their mouth. Amen? Well, that's foreign. Why don't all the Baptist churches and the Baptist preachers preach about that? It's quite natural, isn't it? Huh? Well, I, I, I got too much to do to nurse my baby. That's the truth. You've got too much to do. And your baby's more important than all you have to do. Amen? And the men would be a lot happier, too. They wouldn't have to get up with the babies. They could do like they ought to and go to work. You say, that's not, that's not the gospel. That's the truth, what I just said, whether it's the gospel or not. It's the truth. My lovely Lord Jesus, his mother, I'm sure, I said I'm sure, his mother nursed the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. Our Savior. Amen? Well, say amen or oh me. Such a mixed up world. We're gone crazy. Joseph didn't say, Mary, get out and get a job. He was the man. It was his job to take care of business. And when they were so poor, God sent some wise men to give them gold, frankincense, and myrrh to take care of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Christ of glory, and Joseph and Mary both. All three of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, amen, that's not my message, but it sure is a good one. John 3, I want to speak to you, I feel impressed with the Lord, speak to you about the new birth. It all starts at the new birth. Have you been born again? 
If not, why not? If you're not born again. By the way, you could be straight on everything else I said about children and families and, every, and, and nursing your babies. You, can, you could be straight on all that and still die and go to hell. You've got to get born again. Jesus didn't say it'd be a nice thing for you to be born again. He said, ye must be born again. There's a lot of things we don't have to do, but to get into God's heaven, there's a one must, and that is you, ye must be born again. Well, words of the Lord Jesus, and he was not talking to a nobody in Israel when he talked to him. He was a ruler of the Jews. John 3. Stand with me, please. I read this portion of Scripture. We'll read right down to verse 21, and then we'll preach it. John chapter 3. Before I get into it, though, I want to mention to you that chapter 3, chapter 4, and chapter 5, each chapter of this glorious book of the Bible tells about somebody getting saved, and then the one in fifth chapter got healed, and then it goes over to chapter 9, and that man got healed of his blindness. The book of John is glorious. It speaks a great deal of the new birth. And you know what? It's dealing with the individual. This whole portion is dealing with Nicodemus. Like John, John 4 is dealing with the woman at the well. And like John 5 is dealing with that man who had an infirmity. and God took care of that. John 9. Jesus is concerned with the individual. Aren't you glad he cared about you? All these other people. You know, they say there's, is it right now seven Seven billion already, isn't there? I think it's seven billion, isn't it? If not, it's on its way. I remember when it just topped six billion. I think it's, I think it's almost up to seven billion now. See, once it gets going, boy, it just goes like crazy. Because all the countries are not like China and Russia. But in all those people, and the Lord came down and, and loved you. Aren't you glad? He looked down and he said, oh, I want to save you. You. And he spoke to you individually, didn't he? Through the Holy Spirit or some preacher, he spoke to you. That's a lot of love, friends. When I deal with sinners anymore, I don't say Jesus loves you. I say Jesus loves you very, 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 very much. Because when you say I love you, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Now they love their dog and they love their flowers and they love the sunshine and they love the nice day. It doesn't mean anything. Love doesn't mean much of anything anymore. I want you to know Jesus loved you very, 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 very much. Hang on that cross and let people spit on him and take his life from him. But he gave his life an offering. So God cares for the individual. Let's read these verses. John 3, verse 1 through verse 21. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into 
the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master in Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you of earth, you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Could we read verse number 5, please? No, I mean verse number 3 and verse number 7 is what I want. 3 and 7. 3 and 7, the same chapter. We'll read it together in unison. Verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 7. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. Our Father, we thank Thee for Thy wonderful word, this wonderful words from the lips of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Thank Thee for the Bible and all the glory and the wonder of Thy word. Now bless us, dear Lord. May we sit in heavenly places. May the presence of the Holy One come down and may some be birthed into Thy glorious family. May some be born again as they just simply believe and receive. Repent and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And dear Lord, may we as believers, those that are truly born again and have been born again for a while, rejoice that our names are written in heaven and that we've experienced the new birth. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. This man came to Jesus by night. He said he was a ruler of the Jews. His life was impeccable. His life was so upright and pure, nobody would question the blamelessness of Nicodemus. And yet he comes to the Lord Jesus Christ at night, maybe because he was extremely busy in the things of the Sanhedrin, maybe because the Lord Jesus Christ was busy during the day, and he had so much to do that Nicodemus did, who wanted a personal uh, personal 
talking to the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe it was because the master was so extremely busy. But he goes to him at night. And the Bible, and maybe it was because he was fearful to come during the day for, uh, for he would uh, be associated with the Lord Jesus Christ and be uh, ridiculed and, and, and criticized. We know not. We know one thing. The Bible says at least twice, maybe three times, the one who came to Jesus by night. So we know he came at night. I'll tell you, the Lord can do business with people in the nighttime. And we ministers ought to all be available day and night. We should be available to everybody. They want to be saved especially. Amen. We have no business going into hiding and having an unpublished number in regard to the fact that we don't want to talk to people about being born again. We ought to be always available. And then so he comes to him, and Jesus says unto him, he says, ye must be born again. Nicodemus, in his fleshly thinking, thinks, well, how can I enter the second time into my mother's womb and be born? How can I do that again? And Jesus said, uh, that which is of the flesh is flesh, that which is of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. He said, how is it that you being a ruler, a master in Israel, and you don't know these things? The flesh, by the way, we were born into this world of the flesh. There's many that think that the, the water there is speaking about the, the baptism. I don't believe that. Others believe that it's born of the word of God. Word of God. And then there's others like myself who believe it's speaking about the physical birth. In context, we know without any question, in context, it is more likely to be, even though Sammy Allen said, I don't believe a word of it. Well, I do believe a word of that. He thinks it's the Word, but we are born of the Word of God. Surely, you cannot be saved. I think we, we declared that enough throughout the week. You cannot, the water, and it said the water of the Word. But I think in context it's talking about except a man be born of the water, the physical birth. There is the water involved with that as well, by the way. The physical birth. And then the second time, the spiritual birth, the new birth. He cannot see the kingdom of God. He can't see heaven. He can't in this life or in the next life see things that are heavenly and spiritual. For the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Neither can he know them. They are spiritually discerned. Neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. So you have to be spiritual to understand spiritual things. You have to have the new birth. You got to get a spiritual birth to understand spiritual things. And so that's what I believe it has reference to. And so uh, the new birth. Have you experienced the new birth? Nicodemus, we know that he didn't. In fact, this was hard for him to understand. He came to Jesus, and he, 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 he wanted to figure this thing out. And Jesus said, ye must be born again. You've got to have another birth. You can't get into heaven by, by your good works. You can't get into heaven by your impeccable life, Mr. Nicodemus. Or this morning, Mrs. Nicodemus. Hmm? Mr. Or, Mr. or Mrs. Nicodemus this morning, sitting in Tabernacle Baptist Church, you, you, you're, you're no better than Nicodemus. I'm telling you, his life was so pure. I believe that you would, he wouldn't have thought of dishonoring his father and mother. He wouldn't have thought of it. 
He wouldn't have thought of disobeying the law of God that he was taught of the Lord in the synagogues or in the temple itself. He would have not thought of going against the word of God, but he still needed to be born again. The Bible says in another place, by the way, this born again, born of God is quite peculiar to to just John and Peter. Over in Peter, it says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever, being born of the word. And then all the way through 1 John or 1, 2, and 3 John, the other epistles written by John, it talks about born of God. Born of God. Born of God. I've been born of God. Another place, it does say one other thing, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that she may grow thereby. But see, the born of God, like a little baby, you see, as babies, we should desire the milk of the word. But there are spiritual babies. I've been saved for 40-some years. I'm not a spiritual baby anymore. I've, I've read through my Bible. I've sought to obey my Bible. But I had to get born just like you. I had to be a little baby Christian at one time. Now, as you get older in the Lord, don't act like baby Christians or act like the world. Grow up, but grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ after you're saved. You say, well, they hurt my feelings. Your feelings shouldn't be on your shoulders. You should lay them at the cross and let, let, and let the blood of Jesus Christ take care of all your problems. I believe that the older you get, and I think Pastor Hamels would probably agree with me, the older you get, it seems like the more problems you have, the more tests you have, the more decisions you have to make, the more, uh, more people gossip about you. As our world gets worse and worse and worse and worse, the churches get more carnal and more carnal and more worldly and more worldly. And you get up and preach something about holiness, and I'm telling you, they're all against you if you're not careful. How were we supposed to act when Brother Martin brought up about gluttony? And then Brother Rene came in, and he really gave us a good dose about overeating. Not that I'm any good, but I said, put it right in there. In the His Baptist Churches list, put it right in there, Brother Grab, didn't I? You could have said, well, he's not telling me how, what, how much I could eat. I know some preachers that are 350 pounds. And they preach, preach glorious messages and everything else. No, you should be submissive to the truth. We should all be submissive to the truth, no matter how old and how long we've been saved. Wherever we need to shape up, we just need to, you know what we need? We don't even need to really try to think about it too much. Just do it! Whatever he saith unto you, do it! Don't be just hearers of the word, be doers of the word. I'm speaking, that was a little bit for Christians now, okay? We're getting back on the other now. You, you can't get started. You, you can't live the Christian life. Now, you can look like a Christian, but you can't live the Christian life without Christ. Sinners, even though they're sitting in Baptist churches and they're dressed like a Christian, 
and maybe try to act like a Christian, the Lord knows how you are really in your heart. And you don't love God like I love Him. You don't love this Bible like I love this Bible. You may honor it and respect it. I did that before I got saved. I was told you should have honor for the Bible. I wouldn't have thought about mistreating a Bible, but I didn't love it like I love it now. I wouldn't have thought about saying something about my Lord Jesus Christ, about this. But I'll tell you what, when I prayed, it was just like praying to the ceiling, Brother Snodderly. Really. I prayed and I, I wanted to know, I wanted to know this God up there, but see, there was no understanding. And I'd pray and it was just like brass. The heavens were brass. Nothing got, and then when I got saved, oh, it was different. Oh, I got saved and I knew the one I was talking to. It helps. It helps. <laughs> it helps to know the one you're talking, praying to, talking to. And then when he talks back to you through his word and in your heart, not audibly, I've never seen God, yet I've seen him spiritually. I've never heard God, but oh, I have heard God. Oh, I've heard in my heart when I read this book and read this book this morning, I got some good things. Then I read the commentators about, uh, oh, John, I read, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, Matthew Henry, but then I read the other one too. Uh, Barnes, Alex, Albert Barnes, and boy, oh, the Spirit of God just said, well, that's good, that's good. Tried to read about the new birth in those fellows, and it was good. I said it was good. When has the Bible ever been good to you as an unbeliever? And it just jumps out there and says, whoa, that's glorious. <laughs> Never saw it like that. Well, we have that happen all the time. We get, if we're not careful, we get careless about it. We're blessed so much. It's like when you say in prayers in Bible school so many times, I was praying for something, and it was already in the mail. God just had to get me lined up in my prayer life. How many have ever had that happen? It was already, in the, it was already on the way. And then you prayed for it. And you know why that happened? Because God wanted to get all the glory for sending you something and, be, and for touching your heart to pray for what he was already sending you. Amen? But if you're not careful, you, you have so many prayers answered, you just expect them all to be answered. And if you're not careful, you, you forget to thank God after the answer comes because you're just getting so many answers all the time. I mean, God's answering all your prayers. It just couldn't be coincident. It couldn't be just, uh, uh, just what, what do they call that? An accident. No, no, it, it was providence. I thought, boy, if there was ever a, an alternate name from Tabernacle to call a church, call it Providence Baptist Church. What a glorious name. The providence of God. God knew in the eons of ages before the creation, God knows everything. He knew you'd be sitting in Tabernacle Baptist Church this morning on this Sunday, I think it's the 31st. Is it not? 30th today? He knew you were going to be sitting here in this month of November. You say, well, I can't figure that out. I know you can't figure God out. You can't even tell me all about how you got into this world and all the knowledge you had the first day you were born. Weren't you a dumb thing? Huh? We didn't know anything about it, did we? We had nothing to do with coming into this world. I'm telling you, God knew you'd be sitting here this day on a Sunday in November. 
and he knows every hair he's counted. He, he has all the hairs on your head numbered. <laughs> and that's more, almost more glorious for you than me. Or Brother John, amen. He knows he's got all, all your hairs. Every star, he's got them all named. Named, isn't that what the Bible says? He's named the stars. Have you ever gone out on a clear night? How many ever gone out on a clear night or real early in the morning? How many ever done that and you looked up at the sky? Probably some of you city slickers have never done it once in your life. Huh? You get up so late and go to bed so, huh? Oh, one time I was a little boy out there at camp and I looked up in the heavens and I just heard uh, something from the Bible. I didn't get saved at that time, but it was a little, uh, it was stockade. It was like Christian Boy Scouts. And I went to the Boy Scouts, then I went to Stockade, and I don't know if I ever get in the Brigade, but I, uh, I was in the Stockade. And I was out there, laying out there, and that night, I, way out away from the city, where all the street lights were, and I looked up, and I never saw so many stars in all my life. And I just heard somebody teaching or preaching from the Bible just before we were laid down out under the stars. And God's got every one of them Named. He's got a name for every star. That means God, that means you can't even lose one hair of your head, and God's got them all numbered. And He still loves you. As rebellious as you are, He still loves you. As mean as you can get, He still loved you. And he wants you to be born again. <laughs> and as soon as you're born again, you're recreated. You're made a new creature in Christ Jesus. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Have you been born again? Nicodemus got born again. Nicodemus later stuck, uh, stood up for the Lord Jesus Christ when he was being criticized so terribly. And then Nicodemus was with Joseph of Arimathea. For all we know, for all we know, Nicodemus might have been fairly wealthy too. We don't know. He might have been wealthy. But I know one thing, he was a ruler of the Jews. And the man he was with we know was wealthy, Joseph of Arimathea, who took the body down off the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nicodemus was there. Nick had gotten saved. Hallelujah. Nick had gotten born again. Nicodemus had gotten born again. Most likely, Mrs. Nicodemus had gotten saved too. By now. Oh, praise God. Took that body of the Lord Jesus gracefully down. Placed it in that tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. What, how do you think Nicodemus felt three days later? I never thought about that one until just now. How do you think Nicodemus thought? And they said, he's risen. He's risen. Here they took the Joseph Arimathea. How do you, what do you think Joseph Arimathea thought? Here we, we took the body of the Lord Jesus down and graced it and wrapped it up and did like the Jews did. Put it in that, that borrowed tomb. And three days later, Nicodemus and Joseph Arimathea said, they heard the news, he is risen. They weren't there at the tomb but glory be, they heard about it, didn't they? Oh, Nicodemus. He must have said, he's the one. He's the one. He's the one. All because.
because Jesus, he came to Jesus at night and Jesus had time for sinners. Self-righteous, pious, very clean, upright, moral sinners. And he had time for Zacchaeus, the thief. The thief. Come down, Zacchaeus. And eat at your house today. Hey, what about Zacchaeus? That wasn't just a couple years before, right? Come on now. Nicodemus was around. Am I right? Jesus had saved his soul and he said, I'll give fourfold of all I have back. I'll give it to the poor. You know why? Because he, he had stolen it. That's why. It's, the Bible said he was rich. He was rich in the people's money. Taxpayers' money. They said that those publicans... They call them publicans and sinners because what they did is the Roman government required them, if I'm right about this, I believe I am. I've heard it from so many people, I never checked it out. But anyhow, that they were given, that they had to get so much taxes from the people. And what was over and above that, they kept for themselves, so they overcharged the people. Boy, Jews, Jews sure don't like anybody taking taxes away from them. Sure don't want them taking taxes away. So most likely... Most likely, Zacchaeus had even overcharged probably the widows. We don't know. We don't know. By the way, Matthew was a publican too. He wrote the first book of the Bible. So Jesus loves up and outers, and he loves down and outers. He loves us all equally as well too. The most of us, if you go down to some of these world, third world countries, Brother Rene said he went into the apartment or whatever that was of the young man that we saw up here who'd gotten saved. Quite a while later, he said it was awful. Just awful. The housing conditions, just awful. He said the slums in Gary, Indiana, none of them were as bad as that home that that young man was in. And can you imagine the slums in Gary, Indiana, which is right outside of Chicago? Jesus loves the up-and-outers, and he loves the down-and-outers. Zacchaeus got saved. Because he did what Jesus said. He got born again. And when you, act, when you get truly born again, you act like you're born again. Amen? You're just completely changed. Christ comes in, sin goes out. Hatred goes out. Meanness goes out. Christ comes in. Animosity goes out. Prejudice, prejudice goes out. And, and, and patience comes in. Love comes in. And you love dirty people. And you love poor people. And you even love those snooty sarcastic, nasty, rich people, too. <laughs> you love them all <laughs> because you've been born again. Aren't you glad we got born again? <laughs> Whoa, let's go get someone else born again. Well, if they'll listen to the message. Okay. Is it Mr. Nick or Mrs. Nick? You're sitting here at Tabernacle this morning. Mr. or Mrs. or Miss Nicodemus. The Lord loves you and he wants to save you. And he'll do it. But you've got to repent and believe on Jesus with all your heart. Get sick of yourself and your sin. 
and say, I want to be born again. I want you to know Nicodemus sought Jesus out. He sought Jesus out. And when he found him, he was never the same. He got born again. Our Father, bless the word. Thank you for your greatness. Thank you that I was born again one day. So unworthy of the new birth I was. And yet you looked down and loved me. The age of 16, you came into my life and changed me forever. And I was born again. Oh, that Friday night was glorious. Thank you, Lord, for it. Thank you for all the precious people that had patience with me as I argued for years. I argued about everything, but praise God, one day, on a Friday night, my arguing days were over. And I got born again through the preaching of the word, through the teaching of the word, through directing me to the Christ of Calvary, through the Bible, I got born again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'll be thanking you for all eternity that one day in 1959, at the age of 16, I got born again. Oh, thank you, Lord. Help these others to just open their hearts to thee, Lord Jesus. If they're not born again and be born again. And then we that are saved, may we rejoice that our names are written in heaven, that every hair on our head is numbered, every star is named. And praise God, we've got a new name now written down in glory. We have a new name. Thank you, Lord. Help some others get their names written in heaven today. And or soon, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name.